Speaking to the microphone for me so I can yeah. fuck around and find out. Sure. This is me speaking into the microphone. Great. Sound good enough to me. Sounds good. I sound fine too, maybe. <laughs> Except there's, a, there's an affectation going on. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Alan. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I love starting the podcast without warning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You really throw me every time. I know. You'd think after five years, yeah, you would be eventually. Used to it. Well, I feel like there was a there was a hot bit there where I was doing it, and then you really jumped on that train. And I, I stole the. I, I had I've already... stolen several of your ideas at this point. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's one hundred percent accurate. Collaborative. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Well, well, welcome back to the Thick List. Exciting new episode coming to you. Welcome back. Guess what? We're still not doing the Thick List, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still unfortunately the we've not we've not reached a a new agreement with the strikes, so we're still strike. Team. <laughs> No, I'm going to stand by it. Because <laughs> what I think you meant is we have not reached a new deal with the studios, so we are still striking. Sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Rad. Love that for us. They got um, what I meant. Yeah, they did. That's funny. How, how are you? Before we dive into it, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we just had an hour of of planning of planning talks before this and then we had uh, about what 45 minutes of technical difficulties Uh so i'm like i'm like trying to gain the momentum that was lost yeah no we for sure have like definitely hit a hit a bit of a wall that's okay we i think we get i think timing of this we get to talk about what that planning meeting was yeah which is exciting and maybe we'll get the momentum back we'll get the the juices flowing that's true but you have a lovely outline that i don't want to fuck with I do. <laughs> <Fuck the outline. laughs> it's fine how are you doing i'm fine i feel better now that I, literally listeners at home i spent 45 minutes <laughs> staring dejectedly at our ah. mixer being like literally why isn't this working i've done everything correctly and i don't understand so i turned it off and i turned it back on again and then it started half working yeah and then i spent another 20 minutes staring at it being like i don't there must be a button that i haven't pressed no i turned it off and turned it back on a second time and that (laughs) solved the problem so fuck me (laughs) fuck everything but would that have been was this the better outcome than you finding a button you hadn't pressed like would that have been more infuriating or is this i think this is more infuriating because i did everything right (laughs) (laughs) i'm okay (laughs) if i'm an idiot i don't like it when my thing that i spent money on that we spent money on doesn't work let this be a lesson dear listeners sometimes you do everything right and still it's not enough yeah fuck that <laughs> i hate that i recently had a conversation about that with my dad and he was like yeah you've never done well with that and i was like i don't need your opinions on this sir <laughs> where, did, where did you get that i was asking <laughs> yeah i was like um i'm 30 full years old uh not 13 anymore you're about to say 34 and i no. was like what no a full 30 years old is what i really should have said if that to make sense but whatever no, you're good. um i was like i didn't need you to to have any sort of insights into my character um because guess what I, it's at least half your fault so. <laughs> surprise yeah shock of all shocks 
Um, anyway, no, I'm good. I'm actually, I mean, we were talking a little bit before because we had 45 minutes to kill while yeah. the sound equipment wasn't working. We had, uh, you know, a little chatty poo about how we're feeling. And a I was like, I'm tired, poo. man. Yeah. <laughs> we're heading into uh, spooky time. A spooky time. Spooky season is upon us. Our strength returns. Yeah. But also like, wow, I committed to too yeah. much. Yeah. It goes everywhere. That strength immediately. <sighs> Yeah, I love I love this time of year, but it's the time of year where everyone in my life, maybe this isn't universal, but everyone in my life wants to do stuff in the mm-hmm. fall because it's finally like kind of cooling off a little bit. And it's like, oh, there's activities. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. But there's also uh, a big thing coming up for us in about two, like a month and a half at this yeah. point. Oh, God. Good. We're going to yeah. keep teasing it until we can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> we're so it's like we're edging you about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I might cut that. Um, the uh, but yeah, there's like a bunch of planning that has to go into that. And I'm traveling immediately after that particular thing, which was a bad idea. Um, so, yeah, I'm just sort of looking down the barrel of this like really like chaotic couple of months until probably I would say probably Thanksgiving, and then the Christmas thing is its own barrel of fish. Uh, right, it's whole. Other, it's a. It's another thing. Yeah. Encompassing past past the fall. Christmas for me doesn't tend to be as chaotic because I know what's happening. It's just like, all right, I just got to make sure that I buy the shit in time and then drive to my aunt's house, and it's mm. fine. Like it's really not as complicated. Yeah. The fall, there's just a lot of moving parts. That makes sense. There's more brain power going to like, how do I make it all fit, and how do I not yeah. burn out? Right. Yeah. And I'm not succeeding at the don't burn out part. <laughs> you're, but you're trying, which is good yeah. and yeah. is deserving of praise. Hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm doing well. I was telling Aaron I uh, had a lot of realizations in the shower yesterday about where my life is. I have decided that I'm in a new season of like if my life was a TV show, we're in a new season. I had a. <laughs> I went home for the first time in a year and a half. The age of we Aquarius. Don't, we don't have the right Stop it. <laughs> Oh yeah, fuck. Sorry. Disregard. <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah, I went home for the first time in a year and a half, and mm-hmm. I was really nervous about not having a relationship with my family because I don't have a very good relationship with them. Um, and I thought I was going to go and then find nothing had changed and come back and be like, okay, well, now I need to start actually putting more distance and like mm-hmm. controlling how often I even interact with them. Right. But um, I, I went in open heart open mind and feel like i really connected with my folks on a human level i don't think that we're like where i want to be i don't know Mm -hmm. if we're ever going to reach that um but enough of a foundation is there like they love me and i love them Mm -hmm. that i can build something that might last longer and my dad started to really open up to me so i feel i feel good so that felt like a good like an ending of a of a phase like Mm -hmm. the the family bullshit like and there's still family literally got back already had family bullshit the next day it was absolutely wild but that's always how that goes though yeah you're always like wow had a great experience fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep it never fails never but i am feeling more optimistic about it i guess so that's good and uh, the culmination of a lot of this is going to be that I'm, for anyone who's seen me, knows I have a very long hair and have mm-hmm. for quite a few years now. Uh, and I'm going to just on the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do it with a sword? Um, that's the, no. <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> he was just like, he had to use his teacher voice. Aaron, no. <laughs> that is not appropriate, friends. <laughs> I have I have had people ask. That is not safe. Um, more so, I'm like, I just, I want to good haircut oh that's fair <laughs> so how short are you gonna go like i think i'll, I'll still keep like floppy up top uh-huh. but it'll be like like not 
not past my ears anymore. Yeah, kind of a situation. like for lack of a better word, like boy haircut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I was like, I hate to, I hate to gender this, exactly. but like you're going like actual like short short. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not doing like a bob or anything. I the, nice. the yeah. I just I realized I was like it just doesn't bring me joy to have long hair anymore. Yeah. Like I, it doesn't feel like myself. Before anymore. you leave today, can I braid it for like the first and last time? <laughs> sure, you okay. can. This will be great. I, I just washed it yesterday, Perfect. so it'll be great. <laughs> what a stellar turn of events! Because <laughs> I don't think I've ever braided your hair. Yeah, it's also like really uneven. Like you're gonna see it's like and it's just damaged. There's a lot of. It's time to go. It's yeah. time for a new change. leaf. That's yeah. fine. Exactly. Well, also your hair because you have the sort of like uh, Sokka from uh, Avatar, yeah that thing that we're not talking about because it's a struck work. Oh, um, I see. But you, you, were you have to avoid. you have this sort of ponytail thing. Yeah. But it's like just really long. So like braiding that style mm-hmm. of hair often is a little tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I've dabbled in braiding and have been vaguely unsuccessful. I can do kind of just the your standard run of the mill braid, but it's uh. It's a battle. Love that for you. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'll do it and the, everything will be great. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. I think that counts as an intro, right? I would say so. Lovely. <laughs> so <laughs> to get back to the outline, um, I like last time I thought, you know, it was kind of nice to start with our little shout out to I our Ko-Fi supporters. Great. That way we remember them. We have two uh, supporters. Actually, they're both return supporters for Ooh. us. So shout out to Dion love of my life <laughs> Please, Thanks, Dion. what's really fun is that you've never interacted with us on ko-fi or anything you're just like sending us money all the time and i'm like i love you like i want to know more about our mysterious benefactor it's a real daddy long leg situation it's a daddy long leg are you not familiar with a movie slash book i think no it's it's this i think i'm remembering correctly it's like this orphan child um who gets adopted or is like has a benefactor that she doesn't know, but she sees his shadow as he's like walking away and he has very long legs. And so she calls him daddy long legs. Oh, that sounds a little horrifying. (laughs) It's a very old story. It's kind of heartwarming. You know, sidebar, I think we should scare children more. (laughs) (laughs) What? Back in the day. So this is what you just said about it being old sort of reminded me. I was like, I think having some, like safe scary stories for kids is good yeah because i think we've overly sanitized kids media in some ways and made it like you can't like show anything that's Uh like potentially scary to little kids but like kids seek that out anyway Mm -hmm. and i think there's value in like experiencing scary things that are like developmentally age appropriate some things maybe were too much yeah <laughs> but like i think the over- going hard the other direction is also not great it's about finding that medium yeah i, I can see yeah. that because like if you watch older like animated films like there were sections of those that were fucking terrifying yeah, yeah yeah and like they were only a few minutes and they've been indelibly burned in our brain but like mm. you kind of like build up a tolerance to scary things seeing mm, stuff like that mm-hmm. i don't know Happy October. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dion, October. thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Dion. Um, and a shout out to Leo, who I radically mispronounced their name previously in the last episode. Um, Sorry, Leo. Yeah, that's my bad. Um, but they donated again, and they were super nice. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, all of that uh, lead up, all that sort of financial support is going to go to a thing that we can now talk about. <laughs> Yay! All right. What, what, what is this thing, Aaron? I don't know, Alan. What is the thing? <laughs> well, we're going to a con. We are are going to another a con, con. Uh-huh. um one of the bigger ones one could say <laughs> definitely the biggest we've been to thus far uh-huh. it one could even say it's the second largest <laughs> comic-con in the country after <laughs> san diego oh yep 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 uh-huh. um so well i don't count d20 whatever oh, i don't count the disney one because that's bullshit that's corporate Uh-oh. sellout shit right <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So, well, we're going to New York. Yeah! New York Comic Con. We're going to New York Comic It's happening. Oh, my God. This October also, like, yeah. literally is... It felt like a blessing just in so many ways. Like, it's our yeah. season. <laughs> it is. It is the season of the witch. Um, I am thrilled. So, I think it's important to know that this is our second year applying to New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. We had considered it the year prior, but we kind of, like, weren't ready yet. And last year, we obviously, like, didn't get in, which is fine. Like, they were allowed to choose that. <laughs> um, but this year, we were like, let's hedge our bets. Like, let's apply. Let's put in a couple of applications. Like, let's try for some collaborative Mm -hmm. uh options and you know let's really shoot our shot let's really try for this and try to manifest it and uh we put in two applications one of them was 100 percent confirmed and the second is waitlisted it's waitlisted oh yeah oh i thought that was a straight up no no it was on it's on the waitlist i anticipate it'll probably be a no yeah but it's wild that it was waitlisted holy shit go us yeah we're so good um so we got that news and what was really funny is that we were waiting for the email and waiting for the email and literally like a couple hours before that email came through i was talking to caitlin the inimitable caitlin and i was like we're not gonna get it i just have like (laughs) this this sinking feeling in my gut because one of our you know friends and fellow podcasters uh, marissa tandon who does a whole bunch of stuff but most notably you are what you love which i've Mm -hmm. been on twice and we're trying to get alan on (laughs) (laughs) and a whole slew and slate of other really cool fandom podcasts um she and i were talking and she was like oh like you know i got our email or whatever and i was like we didn't get an email is this like college where it's like some people get the big envelope and some people get the little envelope and it's stressful so i was texting with caitlin and i was like i don't think we got it because we haven't heard yet and then literally like an hour later i was cleaning and i came back to my phone and it had like 15 different messages on it all from (laughs) caitlin being like how how am i the only one who's here alone oh my god we got the email and none of you are fucking answering (laughs) and i was like oh my god we got it so i started screaming and it was really funny but i did leave caitlin to um rot for (laughs) for about half an hour um and then we got it and it was super great so we are co-hosting a panel, uh, which is in the process of being created, mm-hmm. um, called An Abridged Unhinged History of Fan Fiction, featuring the Ficklist and Burke, a.k.a. Yes. Uh, Icarus Pendragon, a.k.a. Professor Alpha from TikTok. <laughs> and we love them and we are do. really, really excited about Ugh. this. And today we had our planning meeting and they were like, uh, I didn't think we were going to get this. So now, <laughs> so now we have to do it. And that's scary. And I was like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, it's all good. Um, it's going to be Thursday night of New York Comic Con mm-hmm. um, at 7.15 p.m. Uh, and that, I believe, is after they open up all the alcohols. So it's going to be a litty titty. <laughs> you're coming. <laughs> stop on by. Bring a drink. It'll yeah. be a great time. Yeah. There will be a pop quiz. So make sure you do the reading beforehand. <laughs> uh, it's going to be really fun. It'll so yeah, great. that's our big our big update. announcement. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that we've been teasing. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So now we got to prep for that. So that's super fun. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, and I also, before we get into the topic of today's episode, oh, which true. is now the thing that we can tease about because I haven't said it yet. <laughs> you really just you. love teasing. It's really fun. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, I want to toss in some strike updates uh, since yeah. the last time we met because uh, the AMPTP is playing a little fun game of fuck around and find out. <laughs> and they fucked it around is. and boy, did they find out. So there was a meeting called with the leadership of the AMPTP, which is the Combined Studios and Union Leadership, where they basically put forth their usual bullshit counteroffer. And they looked at Union Leadership, who was saying, like, no, we're not going to take this offer because it doesn't do any, it doesn't address any of the issues that we had. Uh, The studios were like, well, then we're going to leak this to the press. 
And the union leadership was like, uh, okay, like, (laughs) whatever. And they basically, I think the studios were like, we'll do it by the end of the week. And literally within 15 minutes of that meeting ending, the AMPTP had leaked this, uh, the contents of the offer that they had proposed in an article that was basically saying like, look at what the union said no to. Isn't that stupid? Lo and behold, all of the union membership was like, yeah, this sucks. This isn't what we want. Of course not. And it just made the studios look so bad. And I was like, fuck around. Find out. It's just they have no, like, they're so disconnected from from, from everything. So like, they're, they're not getting it. No, they absolutely don't get it. And I think they're wildly underestimating the amount mm-hmm. of external solidarity that people have, too. Like, I think they were banking on public opinion turning a little bit and right. being like, you know, we're really sick of this strike. Like, why I can't these... I see my favorite show come right. back. Why can't these writers be reasonable yeah. and accept things? Like, why are the actors being... Meh, meh, meh? And that just is not the vibe Mm -hmm. like people in general are like if we don't get it shut it down like that's it like we're not we're not playing games anymore and i say we but like you know like just in general the vibe is like no like we want the unions to play hardball in many ways but yeah i thought that was really funny yeah i i think that we're in a very like in a post black lives matter me too movement like we are i feel like so like public sentiment is just getting more and more like eat the rich like yeah fuck people with power and like clearly there's not a there's not a care for um people who are not underrepresented or underpaid Mm -hmm. or overworked like yeah i think that as as a country we are experiencing a like all right fuck that we don't care anymore (laughs) yeah we're over it um in good news uh a district court in dc uh uh, a judge said that ai generated material is not eligible for copyright which is really good news yep because it puts uh companies like disney and uh, netflix and all these people who want to use uh ai generated content Mm -hmm. as the basis moving forward to not pay people if you can't copyright it they can't do that right so it still has a long way to go in terms Mm -hmm. of navigating the copyright system because it's not like one ruling doesn't solve the problem Mm -hmm. but that sets a really helpful precedent yeah and there are actually um the u.s copyright office is currently accepting public comments on ai so if you're interested um you can google that and find it and submit some comments about how you feel about ai and whether or not you should be able to copyright stuff generated on ai you can have your own opinion but my opinion is that no it should not be copyrighted (laughs) because ai is stealing and that was the, like, that's the argument, is that if you generate something off of AI, then it is done so based on other people's copywritten work. You can't then copyright, copyright the generated work. Well, specifically, the article's talking, the, the case was about a, a artwork. Right. Like, a visual medium. Um, but the judge did also say that they recognized that there's more conversations to be had, specifically when people start to use AI as a tool. Right. And for writing and so forth. So I am interested to see how it continues to develop but you're right that this is a very promising first um, landmark yeah i'm very interested to see how that pans out the wga sent out a new data table and i fucking love a data table so i dropped it in our little outline where they uh they actually did the math again and they were like um what what does it cost (laughs) the studios to give us what we're asking for and they realized that they had actually like overestimated slightly in previous data tables um Every single uh, company, cumulatively, the percentage of their revenues that it would cost to pay the writers what they want, it's less than 
one percent um i think the most is uh netflix it would cost 0.206 percent of their total annual revenue to uh pay the writers what they want um warner brothers uh paramount they're about 0.1 percent and then all the rest of them are even less than that we're talking Mm -hmm. about 0.08 (laughs) 0.02 0.004 of apple's (laughs) annual revenue so uh that was a fun data table to read. I was like, wow, they're really trying to beat us out of one lousy tenth of a cent. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> really? It's infuriating. It's so infuriating. It's and it rich. is so clearly about maintaining power at exactly. this point. Yeah. That's the only explanation because this, like, it's not about the money. It's not. There's no way it's about the money. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. So I thought that data table was sort of interesting. And, you know, I love that WJ was like, actually, let us be even <laughs> more specific about how infuriating the situation is. Uh, five major late night hosts have launched a joint podcast to support the staff during the writer's strike, which I have complicated feelings about. Yeah. I was talking about this with someone and we both kind of were like, this isn't your space. Yeah. Bruh. And also Spotify. It's like, it's in partnership with Spotify. It's not like they just made it and like put it on an RSV mm. like we do. Like there are kind of multiple ways to do a podcast and Spotify has its own post- podcast generated like department so they're like getting paid like this yeah is revenue making right for spotify which is notorious for paying like again tenths of pennies on the dollar for mm. streams in support of a labor strike about getting paid what you're worth like i don't know i feel like it kind of is like cutting off your nose to spite your face or like yeah a little bit wolf in sheep's clothing yeah, how many yeah. different cliches can i pull out of my ass well, right that was now two yeah let me think about another one <laughs> I think the that's rule it. of three. Yeah. Oh, bummer. Yeah, I don't know. Wish I could help you, but yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, D- am I wrong to feel that way? It just feels a little shitty. No, I think that you're right, and I think that it does come down to the fact that it's a Spotify, like in partnership with, like, and I, I haven't done any research past what this literally this headline <laughs> that yeah. you you have in our notes, but I think that if there had been like a actual like let's do like let's get together and do something it should have been on its own rss feed it should have been like yeah. somewhere that everyone can access like freely i know people can access spotify freely but also there's like ads at times i just there's something inherently like slimy about yeah. going about it this route well and i also kind of feel like do we need to really hear these five no. people's opinion about this or would it have been better to do something in support like with actual union leadership yeah. right like you have this platform to force spotify's hand and do this they made basically like a short like a short run podcast that was just them on a zoom call talking about how they felt about the strike and i was like this is kind of a waste of this resource like you could have had some of your big name union voices on and had them explain the strike and do that rather than or like literally like highlight people's work that can't be done during the strike for like whatever reason and like i don't know it just felt like do we really need yeah because another I, like five white guys opinion on <laughs> podcast again I, I was just reading the article you linked um or like skimming it yeah and i think that a lot of it is also like the way it's phrased and uh, uh, like all of like the press release are talking about like oh they were gonna uh they're getting this is how they're putting their work out there since they've been on pause and like they they're gonna discuss the complexities behind the ongoing hollywood strikes which to me i was like yeah. so you're just trying to argue both sides and it just feels like 
like like you were saying like if this was a podcast in which they then brought on union leadership leadership or like chose to focus on like the issues that are going on it would be not as tone deaf to the things that are happening the way i described it when i was talking about it with someone else was that it feels like the imagine video from lockdown oh my god (laughs) that's exactly what it is yeah yeah absolutely yeah. that's full i was like no one asked for this no we don't need it and it's so arrogant and it's too so out of touch yeah it's just like oh we have we have great conversations so we want other people to like be able to listen to that i was like why like yeah no <laughs> yeah fuck I mean, off pay your writers more a little shady it also like their audio quality is bad <laughs> good <laughs> like i was like you can get a zoom l8 uh track sound mixer for 350 on amazon <laughs> if you try really hard <laughs> I think you can afford to have yeah. decent sound. Or if like you're go to the this. fucking Spotify office and use their exactly. fucking microphones. Like, holy shit. Exactly. Yeah. I it hope was, it tanks. I hope it's yeah, bad. It just wasn't. It was bad. So just a heads up that that exists and maybe you shouldn't support it. But I don't know. It's up to you again. Yeah. Uh, SAG is having some ongoing discussions about interim agreements, which I thought was fascinating. Mm. Um, it's complicated. I don't know if this is the most updated update language because i did pull this about a week ago Mm. but it says basically that quote this means that going forward for productions taking place in the usa sag aftra will only grant interim agreements for non-wga covered projects and our staff will continue to investigate each application for an interim agreement to ensure only true independent productions are included end quote Mm. there is a sort of interesting debate i think that i've been hearing little grumblings about is like does having interim agreements with certain companies help or hurt the cause? Because on the one hand, it's like, it's a work stoppage. Either we stop work or we don't. Yeah. And we shut down the industry or we don't. And then on the other hand, I think Adam Driver recently was talking about how embarrassing it is for the studios to like be in a situation where all these little independent production companies can cough up the money and can you know create an environment that meets the current strike um asks Mm -hmm. and they somehow can't like that visual like that optic is really bad yeah but i do really see this the frustration too that um like i think some interim agreements were granted to productions that were not having an interim agreement with the wga because those are two different unions and that's the big thing like it wasn't done in conjunction with the wga so there's some frustration between like well the writers are flat striking like there is no interim agreement Mm -hmm. for the wga so what does that mean so i think yeah i think it's complicated i'm kind of interested to see how that pans out yeah that is that's a great point and i yeah i I am of mixed mind i can see how Mm -hmm. i can see both sides and i do think that it's to the detriment of the unions to like not present a, a, like a, a united front mm-hmm. unlike uh interim agreements mm-hmm. but also like i don't know like i i do understand that perspective of like oh we're trying to like maybe force studio hands and to like really embarrass them and to really nail this like oh this point home of if you're not gonna if you're not willing to fork over the money to like actually pay people right. then other things are going to start to pop like up around yeah. you yeah part of the fear that i've heard talked about is that if you do that what they can do and what some companies have done is they'll just outsource to another country Mm. with the sag actors so if you um because the key phrase here is for productions taking Mm. place in the usa Mm -hmm. so if you are you know a writer in 
the UK, for example, Mm -hmm. and you have a production that's, you know, filming in the UK, you can still have your big name actors go if you have an interim agreement, but you don't have like, it works around the WGA. So you're still creating content and it feels kind of shitty. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of agree that that might actually be kind of a shitty thing for one union to do without the other. yeah, Yeah. Without the sort of consent of the other. It seems like that wasn't it's an ongoing discussion and i think it needs to be yeah i i agree yeah i don't know kinda, i kind of i'm again i'm kind of in the like shut it down my like either shut it down or don't like yeah and the other fun part of that is that iatsi is coming up on their contract renewal next oh, year i heard this yeah yeah and so there's some real fear about i think there's real fear and real like i think people are worried that they've been on a de facto strike for a year at this point mm-hmm. they're going to get to a point where they have to vote and the leaders like the union membership is going to be so decimated by then that they're going to have to take a shit deal yeah so does the interim agreement weaken the position for you know other unions moving forward that mm-hmm. have to then negotiate like it's just kind of complicated i mean there's no easy answer yeah so that's something to keep an eye on mm-hmm. is the interim agreements wow <laughs> The last piece of uh, updated information related to the strike is that SAG updated their language around non-union podcasters. Podcasters. That's how you say that word. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you can say it, being that you are one. Thanks. I try sometimes. And it was sort of interesting. The... the (laughs) The SAG requests have, like, changed a lot. Like, the language on the website has, like, bopped around a lot, mm-hmm. and it's been kind of tricky to keep up with. And you might have noticed that a couple of uh, – I don't know. Like, we're still doing our thing where we're not talking about struck works, but I'm not policing my, like, little, like, throwaway mentions of struck work as much as I used to. Yeah. Because, quote SAG, many non-member podcasters are eager to show their support of our members during our fight for fair compensation and protections whether they intend to become seg after members or not but non-members are not bound by the rules our members must honor any efforts these podcasters make to limit their discussion of struck work is much appreciated and is a wonderful and powerful expression of solidarity end quote so i think before i was a little militant in my thinking where i was like (laughs) i cannot mention any of the things ever like i cannot say newsies or whatever it is and now i'm a little bit less i'm less inclined to be super like policey about it but i am i I think this is actually a much clearer and more helpful way of framing Mm -hmm. like why it's helpful for people like us who have no like we're not ever going to be sag after right or at least i'm not you might in your acting career who the fuck knows um (laughs) but like you know our podcast is never going to be a sag after podcast right that's just not what it is so why does it matter and like why are we doing things the way that we're doing them Mm -hmm. that's why yeah so i thought that language was helpful i agree yeah it's very nice to to see it written out yeah because a lot of people were like well i'm never gonna be union what mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> i'm confused like i want to help but like why why can't i talk about like barbie yeah. like i don't get it and i think this is really helpful that it's like it's just about being helpful yeah but yeah that's the strike update uh we'll keep you posted <laughs> as much as we can about more strikey things but i just thought that strikey things yeah i don't know i'll be interested to see how it all goes moving forward mm-hmm. so alan yes Aaron. what is this episode about since you know we're not talking about particular fanfics right now well what are we talking about instead well we're still sticking to our, our theme of like things in fandom mm-hmm. um and as we all know 
I have a little bit of a less, a little less knowledge than you <laughs> yeah. do on most. You're uh, a little less topics. chronically online than I am. <laughs> chronically online. That's a great, I love that term. Do you not, have you not heard that term before? I have not. I stole that from the internet. Oh. <laughs> because I'm chronically online. <laughs> it all makes oh, sense now. Oh boy, we've come full circle. Um, So we are talking about Goncharov? Goncharov. Yeah, no clue what this is. (laughs) Yeah, in our last episode, I was like listing ideas for stuff that we could talk about. And I was like, well, we could talk about Goncharov. And Alan said, what? And I went, what? (laughs) How do you not know what Goncharov is? I'm surprised that you exist on the internet and missed it. You know, I get depending on when it happened. I there was a few there was a couple of years I was not on the internet. Yeah. No, this happened like a couple months ago. (laughs) This was recent. Where did it happen? Tumblr. Oh, I'm not and on TikTok. Tumblr. I, okay. That's how. We're on different corners of we the are internet. Clearly, what are you? Do I want to know what you're doing? No, and I also would not share on, <laughs> on this medium. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I see a lot of Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see like ske- sketch comedy. It's, oh, yeah. my brain went very cooking. far. Cooking. I see a lot of cooking. I went very far afield. Are you mostly on YouTube then? I see a lot of YouTube, but like on TikTok, like those are the things that. Oh, we just pop have very different TikTok FYPs. Like FYPs. Yeah. I see a lot of cooking in Taylor Swift too, though. Well, oh. I'm more on fandom TikTok than you are, which makes sense because yeah. I curated that for considering we're doing a fandom podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, wild. I really thought you were going to say something like really weird that you like, were on the internet. I don't know. <laughs> my Because this is my brain, I went to you just watch a lot of porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also true. But <laughs> You're like, I just read mine. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, what are you doing? I don't know. Then. no that makes more sense we just have different feeds is what you're yeah, saying yeah 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 okay well we're gonna talk about Gontra. i did not know this was that recent though oh it's super recent <laughs> Holy yeah shit. so here's the thing yeah. um i'm gonna do a little bit of an explainer and then i think actually what's more interesting because like it's not actually that hard to explain it's not like a super complicated thing that happened uh-huh. but i think it's a really interesting look at the fandom cycle yeah and how something goes from inception to like meta generation and like content creation to discourse and to like how some things can turn toxic and Mm. all this kind of stuff i think it is a really interesting case study in the fandom cycle because it's based on something that doesn't exist (laughs) gontrov doesn't exist what is gontrov okay it's not a term let's explain it yes please gontrov from wikipedia quote is an internet meme surrounding a non-existent 1973 gangster film of the same name (laughs) Goncharov was imagined by users on Tumblr as a joke, often with the tagline, the greatest mafia movie ever made. <laughs> it is usually described as a mafia film set in Naples with the involvement of movie director Martin Scorsese. Oh my God. Those discussing the film have devised a fictionalized cast list that includes Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, John Cazale, Gene Hackman, Sybil Shepard, and Harvey Keitel. I might have said that wrong. Goncharov initially originated when a Tumblr user posted a picture of a pair of knockoff boots that featured details suggesting the film's existence in place of a brand label. It was a costume label, like you've seen those, oh, where yes, it has yes. like the the um, the film name on it, mm-hmm. like directed Martin Scorsese. It had like this label on it. Fascinating. This post was reblogged in August of 2020 with the joking illusion that Goncharov was a real film. This reblog is generally regarded as the genesis of the meme. The meme went viral in November of 2022 after oh. a poster for Goncharov was created and shared online. This sparked an elaborate fiction of its narrative content and production described in posts on Tumblr and elsewhere as if the film were real. Goncharov has inspired an online fandom, received significant coverage in the media, and garnered responses from notable individuals, including Scorsese, generally playing along with <laughs> yes, the Yes, Scorsese! Yeah. <laughs> so, Goncharov, it's so funny to me. Um, I'm going to pull up here. I pulled the... Um, there's a Reddit 
Ooh. link in our notes that has the Tumblr posts Perfect. that were important to it. So initially somebody uh, <laughs> was like, okay, what's going on? So the post from Zootie <laughs> <laughs> uh, happened it that, that was circulating for about a year was these like black pair of boots and the tag says the greatest mafia movie ever made martin scorsese prevents presents goncharov uh comenico production uh, a film by whatever and it has all of these um this thing <laughs> on it right so it looks like a pair of boots um and somebody the original post says i got these knockoff boots online and instead of the brand name on the tag they have the name of an apparently non-existent martin scorsese movie what the fuck <laughs> and then loser emo responded with a screenshot of a tag that says this idiot hasn't seen contra <laughs> <laughs> um and then after that it inspired someone to make a poster um by l z boob and that poster is what kicked off the most wild game of telephone on the internet i've ever seen fascinating isn't it whoa yeah i love that that's so cool yeah so it was really sort of interesting to watch unfold in real time i think tumblr there's a quote that i pulled from a um article on polygon that said quote it's tumblr at peak tumblr users creating the same sort of content they would about a real movie or show and gushing about it in the same way only this time the movie is fake and everyone is going along with an inside joke it's the yes and of social media platforms (laughs) one where the latest meme isn't just a copy and paste format or image but one that taps into a desire to create and share that is the beauty of tumblr Mm, beautifully said what a kind thing to say about the hellscape that, that is, is tumblr, tumblr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, ah, i think that might be a little generous but okay it's like when you're writing a resume and you're like yeah. okay how do i make this sound good <laughs> yeah so people really did basically make up the entire movie and it was really generative like people would like toss tumblr memes back and forth and people would but people were writing these posts as if it was real so the way that you've seen like we've all seen like dumbass like tumblr posts where it's like oh my god i can't believe that this scene happened like look at they would make like fake gifts (laughs) out of like old movies and like it was very iterative and people would be like sort of playing back together back and forth on stuff so it created this whole like there's a plot I didn't listen to the plot because it, it confused me. Um, <laughs> but, like, people have sort of, like, decided on, like, a fan cast, obviously, and, like, all this stuff. But it was played online as if the movie were real. And people like Will Wheaton, Linda Carter got involved. Um, like, all of these, like, sort of, it, it reached the level of, like, it very much breached containment. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. Cecilia um, from TikTok, who is a mutual of ours, uh, at the time rightfully said, like, it was never designed to be contained. So it's not that it breached containment. It's just that like it started on Tumblr and then it sort of evolved into this thing that made it to like Reddit. It made it to like all these other social media things and got added to and added to and added to. Um, yeah. Initial this, thoughts. This is absolutely wild. <laughs> Isn't it's, it? I, I've just clicked on a few of your of these links and one of the uh, these articles um, leads you to a Google Doc yeah, a seventy-page-long Google Doc uh-huh. um, that's curated by a team of contrib- of contributors, mm-hmm. and it, you literally—it's like it's the plot, and it's done in like scene breakdowns. It's like yeah. opening credits. Here are the characters. Here's what's happening. Here are the uh, the themes and the locations. Yeah. It is so involved. Mm-hmm. This is hysterical. Yeah. I love the internet. Yeah, the internet deleted scene. <laughs> Yeah, I love the idea that there's deleted scenes. And it's, I just think it's really interesting that fandom can fandom without the thing. Yes. Isn't that wild? That Yes, this is so, 
it's it's really cool to see like it's like it feels like the fandom mobilized and they're like okay yeah we can do this like we can like so much love and care has gone into this and it yeah yeah truly speechless yeah i think to talk about the cycle a little bit it's like when when fandom sort of like a fandom is uh in its early phases right there's a thing that people are really obsessed over and excited about um and so you know the show will start and people will start to you know just like make gift sets and like write a little bit of fanfic and you'll start to sort of get that online community building around the thing and then often what happens is like the show or the fandom explodes and it becomes just very like inter like this interconnectedness of fandom starts to be really cool where people do start like bouncing fan art off of each other i'm gonna write i'm gonna make fan art of your fan fiction or i'm gonna write fanfic based on your fan art Mm -hmm. i'm gonna take your gift set and turn it into like a you know fan vid on youtube or whatever and that sort of like iterative like back and forth communal thing I think is the backbone of what fandom is like. Mm-hmm. And for us to then <laughs> decide, not only are we going to do this, but we're going to do it for a thing that does not <laughs> exist is such an interesting case study in like how online, like how things happen so quickly and yeah. so deeply online. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, that's just how we are as like as fandom people. Mm-hmm. Um, met like there was discourse like meta discourse about the film and like this film is problematic because yeah. blah, blah blah and then people would be like it's not problematic it's just from the time blah blah, blah. and like people <laughs> would have fandom arguments like it, it, you're sort of like it, it was almost like cosplaying fandom right and like it was like RPing fandom but like with a because th- I was like yeah that's exactly how fandom works is like you have this explosion of like generally positive interactions and then inevitably there's some kind of backlash that happens <laughs> within the fandom and being like your fave is problematic why blah 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 so we were writing that I think one of the other things that these articles just sort of like leave out that is important to mention is that there was real life discourse about creating a fake thing. And the yes anding of it, but also being exclusion like exclusionary in some ways, and also like frankly just being like annoying to people. <laughs> um, and rightfully so. I mean, one of the things that I found, I found an article from the new daily.com, which mm-hmm. outlines that like Neil Gaiman was inundated with asks on Tumblr about this, and he was like not interested in participating. Yeah, and fair. multiple times was like, please leave me alone. Like, I'm really not interested in this. Please stop. And people didn't respect that. And I think that along with early on i think there was i think actually most people were like okay with it but there was a strong faction of people online who like refused to tag it as unreality or like they wouldn't break the joke long enough to reassure people who deal with like dissociation and other like issues with paranoia like they wouldn't they wouldn't like they didn't know when to stop the Mm -hmm. fun to like be safe with other people and that was really frustrating for some folks Mm -hmm. and that is a very fandom thing too yeah i was gonna say that is a very fandom like underbelly like toxicity side of things that Mm -hmm. i think is not often discussed but was like so clear in this as it unfolded for me yeah i think that that's a really good uh thing to bring up because it is (laughs) it is very par for the course for fandom to get carried away in its love Mm -hmm. like i feel like all of all fandom is made up of people who like deeply care and care yeah um what is it like uh fiercely mm-hmm. like they feel emotions very deeply and so you, when you love something that much and you're trying to share it and you want everyone to love the thing that you love you start to lose sight of like what where are those those limits those boundaries should mm-hmm. be and like 
Yeah, it's not cool. I, I think it's like the same thing that we always say is like, you know, whenever we're talking about like uh, our RPF is like mm-hmm. there's there's a limit, y'all. And we have to recognize when, you know, when we can play with the dolls, but we don't ha- then have to go hound the actors and be like, hey, you also play with me. Right. And I think one of the things that fandom is not great at doing, um, and I think that we've lost a little bit, is like respecting when somebody is like, hey, I just really need you to tag this thing or like Mm -hmm. I really just need you to like not engage with me on this thing. Like I think sometimes people then take that as an invitation to be like, what, you're not having any fun? Like, God, you're like, you're not having any fun. Like, why do you hate on people who are just having a good time? Yeah, I dislike that. I did see a fair amount of it. Like, I think maybe I was on a particular side of the experience. I mean, like that might not have been everybody's experience of Gontrov, but I did see a fair number of people being like, I'm trying to blacklist this because I don't want to engage in it. Mm-hmm. You, If you tag it, like, please just tag it so I can blacklist it on, yeah. t- on Tumblr. And some people were like, no, the point is that it's taking over and it's everywhere. And I was like, I don't know. I think fandom has a responsibility to take care of each other. And if yeah. somebody says they're not having fun anymore, the game's over. Uh, at absolutely. least for them. Yeah. Like, leave them alone, dude. Yeah, you can't force people to partake in the things that you are partaking in. If right. you're having a great time, congratulations. Go have fun with all the literally the hundreds of thousands of people that want to have fun with you. That doesn't right. mean that everyone does. Right. And I think it, this is what it comes back down to when I was like, I think people just feel, people in fandom just feel so, per, like, it feels so personal when someone's like, I don't want to engage with this thing that is bringing you a lot of joy. Right. And people are like, oh, so you don't like me. You don't like the right. thing that like makes me, me. And right. like, I'm, I have problems with that. And it's right. not it, like, it's totally okay for people to be like, I, I get that this is a thing that you like. I just, I can't engage with it. And you don't, you don't even have to give reasoning. Just like, right. I just don't want to. Yeah. And that should be okay too. Right. And that was sort of the, the side of it that I was like, wow. Okay. So not only are we creating a fake fandom yeah we are having meta discourse within that fake fandom within the scope of that fandom Mm -hmm. we are having meta discourse about the meta discourse about the fake thing (laughs) that we've made like wow okay saying that five times really fast and it was just a really fascinating thing to watch Mm -hmm. unfold and i think like i don't think it was a bad thing i think it was sort of fun overall and like it was just sort of like a thing that a lot of the internet had a good time with and it was very tumblr yeah but i do think it's important to talk about our collective responsibility to not be dickbags on the internet yeah <laughs> to each other <laughs> it's not that and hard it seemed like some people really didn't get that and i think i was like oh this is a really good way to sort of like encapsulate that bad attitude you can mm-hmm. really see it because it's very clearly not about genuine love for the thing right exactly the thing it doesn't, doesn't exist, exist. Yeah, yeah it's about sort of like pressuring people to enjoy the thing that you enjoy mm-hmm. and not respecting boundaries which i thought was kind of shitty yeah wow Oh, wow i i don't know what i expected when i sat at this table it yeah, wasn't that wasn't that. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm glad wow it's i i think I'm going to go home and I'm going to do a lot of research, a lot of reading. Because yeah. I, I am genuinely like, it is interesting to be in the space where I'm like, genuinely I'm kind of moved that this is yeah. a thing that could happen. Like yeah. that collectively the internet was like, yes and. Like literally yeah. like they, they just they just went with the joke and so many people yeah. put their talent and their time to like oh, yeah. make this like such an intricate detailed thing. And it's so cool. But also, yes, it is kind of shitty that other people were just, like, trying to force this into other people's, like, spheres who had no interest in it. Like, right. I think it's bonkers that as of uh, the 30th of August, which was a couple of days ago when I was making this uh, research document, there were 775 fan fiction 
under the tag Goncharov1973 directed Martin Scorsese dash Beelzebub. That's hysterical. Like that to me, like that is so telling. Like to me, like when something is on, I think that's more fanfics than um, Jane Cameron's Avatar. Uh, <laughs> or it should be anyway. But like, man, yeah, to all that, like to have to have a whole sort of like internet moment where the nature of fandom like was just sort of like on display and like mm-hmm. people were willing to engage in it fun like like the people who were enjoying it like were actually like really like having a good time yeah and i thought it was really linda carter who was the original Wonder Woman. yeah yeah she was like i think she posted something like i was offered gondrov and turned it down or something like she's <laughs> she somehow engaged because she's like tumblr queen she posted a picture of her <laughs> and um harry winkler and captioned it me and the fonds at the premiere of Goncharov 1973 at Chinese theater yeah hysterical. Like Linda Carter is for the girlies like she gets it yeah like she's willing to like be playful on Tumblr in mm-hmm. ways that are like super fun so I feel like that was super cool yeah. like I think Will Wheaton talked about it in like a Tumblr post and stuff and just like that that aspect of sort of being able to be playful with the people who make things and mm-hmm. sort of be like poking a little bit of fun like wow yeah. As sort of the way that things go, like that, that was cute. Like that was really fun. I, agree. I bet Linda Carter saw that and was like, ha ha ha, had a good little chuckle. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> As she should. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was, I just thought that was fascinating. It I is thought you would such an interesting topic. Yeah. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. And it's not that long of a story. Yeah. I, I, I really, yeah. Well done. That was so <laughs> good. Yeah. We're under an hour. Go us. Yeah. For the first time in five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not true we've had at least one 45 minute episode somewhere or less under an hour yeah 45 is too optimistic yeah somewhere we're at 55 which is pretty good yeah okay editing this is gonna be baller oh right i wonder how much you're gonna lose just in a couple of minutes i probably just won't edit it very much (laughs) i love that for you perfect yeah that's gontrav yeah wow wow thank you for the gonch as some people would say i hated that You're like, I've, you've ruined it for me. Yeah. I'm no. I mean, now I'm going to black. I'm going to say it. no, thank you. <laughs> yes, and no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I guess we that's that's our episode this this time around. I suppose so. Um, if you're interested in giving us a topic to talk about, if you're there's something in the fandom sphere that you want to hear us uh, goofballs try to explain to each other, <laughs> then join us in our Discord, uh, The Fick List mm-hmm. on Discord. It is a, a 18 plus Discord um, server where we talk about things like fandom and being horny about our faves <laughs> and just sort of generally, uh, I will occasionally drop in some like uh ficklist lore <laughs> ahead of time so like you know the discord will find out about new york comic-con like slightly ahead of everybody else sorry um, but you should join yeah if, if you were you there then you would also know about <laughs> new york comic-con a little bit ahead of everyone else um you also get photos of like my cat so <laughs> that's exciting um yeah there's lots of fun chat things happening there we are on all of the things all of the platforms to listen to yes spotify apple podcasts soundcloud soundcloud audible audible yeah sure audible sure stitcher went out of business i saw that (laughs) by stitcher by stitcher wow we've outlasted stitcher we did outlast stitcher (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) we gotta um maybe one day we'll talk about mitch mcconnell (laughs) (laughs) oh man that man i don't I try not for my own cosmic safety i try not to wish ill on people yeah However, <laughs> um, he's 
He's, he gone. He's not looking great. He's not looking great. Yeah, he's looked better. Yeah. Do you remember when his like hand turned purple and everyone was like, yes. he uh, he touched the Horcrux or whatever? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're in the last stages of his Horcruxes being destroyed. Uh, yeah, it does seem to feel that way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we don't have struck work. Struck work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so we're gonna all have to figure out what our, you know, we have to outlive blank thing that we don't like. <laughs> we have to pick our new, our new one. Yeah, I, th- I, you know what? I think there's a surplus. We, we won't. It <laughs> we won't have be options. hard. It was just so fun with Mitch. I wonder yeah, what true. um song will trend when he finally goes. <laughs> a great question i mean the crabs obviously mm-hmm. but like margaret thratcher was the bitch is dead mm. so like that one's been taken yeah you know which is unfortunate because mitch and bitch is like an easy joke easy switch yeah, yeah. if you have an idea drop it in, <laughs> in the pickless discord and we will work together to make it viral <laughs> hysterical i love this uh, uh so in addition to discord we are on ticky talky yep um where i have uh shooted my shot with a particular squishables company <laughs> we don't know anything more about that yet but we'll keep you posted yep. <laughs> <laughs> but we're friends with squishables now hi buddy hi squishables <laughs> friend um yeah no that was like super cool um that they interacted with our content i was like mm-hmm. ah! We are, so yeah, we're on TikTok. We're still, we're hanging on to, to Twitter. Mm-hmm. I haven't posted there, though. I yeah, think I've posted, I've liked other people's, down. yeah, I've posted, I've liked other people's posts, but I don't post there anymore. Yeah. I didn't even post our most recent episode on, huh. maybe I should have. Maybe. Maybe that was a mistake. Well, <laughs> live and learn. Yeah. Well, we're on Tumblr, which I feel like Tumblr is like somehow the last girl standing. Love her. Although, again they're changing the fucking format of tumblr we talked about this last episode and it hasn't gone back and they keep fucking around with it and God, i'm like i hate that i hate stop. that leave it alone yeah, like the reason people are still there is that it like is a hell site you remember the the only time i've ever been so grateful for a fucking update to like a user interface was on tumblr right. when they moved the reblog button down to the bottom of post right I've, so smart that was yeah I, that was life-changing right. really and truly nothing is worse than like scrolling down on a really long tumblr post and then be like i want to reblog that oh hang on let me just scroll back up and then reblog and then scroll back i down. just didn't reblog things yeah it was so hard they made it really difficult but then that was a change that was good right stop changing it <laughs> nothing needs to change you're like after that you peaked exactly you're done stop it was perfect yeah no there's like a whole like free it's a thing god it's just Mm. it's just all of these social media platforms trying to copy each other once they like once a new one entered the sphere so like what am i thinking of like when instagram was a thing the stories well um, when instagram was introduced then you started getting stories on facebook and instagram and that's and you know now snapchat is kind of like people kind of use it mostly for nudes um (laughs) power to you that's fine yeah um and now those are not as private as you think though so just be really careful with that okay like actually psa let me mom friend you a little bit (laughs) if it's on the internet it's forever and you cannot guarantee that that won't go anywhere because someone's screenshot it Mm -hmm. you can you can do all kinds of stuff so if you're gonna send nudes do so responsibly and be really really sure that you're okay with potential repercussions on that okay okay that's been a fickless psa thank you um and then when tiktok came into the scene then you started seeing instagram reels and facebook well facebook and instagram have started to just cross platform which is really obnoxious in my opinion but yeah well facebook bought instagram yeah yeah or so they they're, merged they're the or something company, yeah and facebook also owns whatsapp i don't use it the but texting yeah thing. 
and a lot of other apps. Uh, Corporate monopolies. It's the end of the world as we know it. So you're allowed to sing, but I'm not. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> it wasn't from a struck work. We don't have a rights for it. We don't have a copyright for it. <laughs> but it wasn't struck. Uh, you butthead. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so we're on Tumblr. You should definitely go to Tumblr. Yeah. Um, and we have Run a... Inimitable, inimitable Caitlin. Thanks, yay, Caitlin. Who will be um, part of our panel. Yes. So if you are a particular fan of Caitlin, as you should be, because she's should great, be. then um, come meet us at New York Comic Con. Yeah, for all you Caitlin. Caitlin heads. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the can- what's the Caitlin fandom name? Yeah. Um, let's think. Because we, we tried... I tried to get Ficklist Fam as a thing, and that just is not a thing. <laughs> it's. I tried to make Fetch happen, and Fetch just Fetch isn't happening. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a great question. We'll workshop. <laughs> I love that both of us were like blank, blank, yeah. blank. Caitlin. <laughs> Ka- hmm. No, nothing. <laughs> Not a, no, we got empty. a smooth brain. <laughs> <laughs> I love TikTok. Um, and yeah, if you need to find us anywhere, um, all of our links are on theficklist.com because we have a website, which is about to renew, by the way. So if you were thinking about sending oh, a Ko-Fi donation, fuck. now would be a great time. <laughs> That's really unfortunate. We just, <laughs> what was it, our, our hosting yeah. uh, just renewed last month and then the Ficklist. That's hysterical. Yeah. It'll we be fine. Fucked that up timing wise. It's fine. Space that out. Aaron. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't. That's not what happened. Good times. Yep. Good times were had by all except my wallet. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Our wallet. Our wallet. <laughs> Seize the means of production. <laughs> uh, collectivize the money. All right. We have really, we're really running out yeah, the rails. <laughs> really, truly. we That like hour and a half that we had when we first started off, like completely just like, yeah. we're, we're functionally shit-faced without having had any alcohol. That's <laughs> really what it is. It's what it feels like. I feel like I'm a little tipsy. Like yeah. I'm just like talking. It was a mistake. I do have tequila. Oh, great. Should yeah. we do a little shot before we say goodbye? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Mike, it's Tequila from Mai, who is a dear, dear friend of the podcast. Oh, yes. They gave it to us as uh, they gave us both bottles of tequila at the last con we went to, but we couldn't so bring it sweet. in because uh, we were at a con. <laughs> so they were like, oh, let's go back to the hotel and drop this off. Um, so, yeah, it's Mexican tequila. Yes. Authentic Seems Mexican really tequila. really good. I haven't opened mine yet. Me neither. I'm, I'm saving it. I also have all of the Mexican candies that... <sighs> they gave me oh i, I gobbled those up oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like a little not. monster <gasps> should we do an Aaron tries mexican candy for the first time <laughs> something it's really hard on an audio medium yeah it, you, you won't get any of it <laughs> it might be a great tiktok that could be true yeah all right <laughs> anyway now you're just getting our <laughs> brainstorming yeah, yeah yeah this is just how we talk to each other it's true. like what if we did this thing and then it doesn't happen <laughs> all right cool this has been fun <laughs> thanks for Love tuning you. in okay bye bye